My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Ready? Ready. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It is Tuesday the 30th of August. I'm Sam. I'm Zara. Pakistan is experiencing its worst flood since 2010. Mud and water slam into villages. Floodwaters so powerful they brought down a multi-storey building. roads and swallowing entire communities. Over a thousand people have died in floods in Pakistan. In today's deep dive, we're going to look at what happened and how the government is responding. But first, Zara, what's making headlines this morning? PM Anthony Albanese spoke at the National Press Club yesterday on the 100th day since he formed government in May. It is shocking to think it's been that long since the election. During the address, Albanese said Australia needs to, quote, enhance our reputation with potential migrants, but didn't identify when the current migrant cap would be lifted. The New South Wales government will be offering up to 10 free rapid antigen tests for pensioners and other concession holders in a program that will run until October. In a statement, New South Wales Minister Victor Dominello said the measure would help drive down the cost of living where it can for vulnerable people. And in today's good news, more than $1.4 billion is expected to be raised for philanthropic causes when the personal art collection of Paul Allen, who was the late co-founder of Microsoft, is auctioned off in November. Works from Monet, Renoir and Botticelli are expected to go under the hammer, while one masterpiece is expected to be sold for more than $145 million. Turns out it is all about the money. <laughs> All right, so today's topic is a confronting one, especially when you consider the human cost, but it is definitely important to talk about. Sam, can you give us an overview of what's happened to Pakistan? On Sunday, Pakistani officials announced that 1,033 people had been killed by flooding since June. Now, it's estimated that millions of people have also been displaced, and the Pakistani climate change minister estimates that one third of the country could be underwater by the time the floods subside. Is this type of flooding unusual for the region? Well, the floods are a result of an unusually wet monsoon season. The official monsoon season in Pakistan starts on July 1 and goes until September, so we're right in the middle of it now, with most of the rain in that time normally focused around July and August. But this year, the heavy rain came early and it started in late June. And the August rains have also been unusually heavy, with two and a half times the normal rainfall. In one particular province, it has rained almost eight times the normal amount. And the Pakistani climate change minister, Sherry Rehman, said, quote, this is completely unprecedented and the country's infrastructure is paralysed and our people are desperate for shelter and food. I feel like it's impossible to be having these discussions about extreme weather events without talking about the elephant in the room, in this case, it being climate change. What do we know about the link between climate change and what's happening in Pakistan? Well, the climate change minister said the weather event was, quote, a climate catastrophe. And she said there's been continual extreme weather events in Pakistan since February of this year. She's called for more resilient infrastructure to be created that can withstand increasingly common disasters, such as the current flooding and, I guess, architecture 
actually this could mean stuff like houses on stilts. Okay, so that's talking about what the government is looking to do in the future. What do we know about how the Pakistani government have responded to this specific disaster? So Pakistan's Prime Minister, his name is Shabaz Sharif, has declared a state of emergency. The government has committed 1 million Pakistani rupees, which is about 6,500 Australian dollars, to the families of people who have lost their lives during the floods. They're also going to provide about 1,500 Australian dollars for those injured and in partially damaged houses, and just over 3,200 Australian dollars for totally destroyed houses. Sharif has also called for international aid and says he's been in contact with international financial institutions and what he describes as friendly countries for assistance. So I read that the UAE, US and UK have all contributed to this disaster assistance. What have we heard from our government here in Australia? We haven't had an official announcement from the Australian government, but there is precedent here for Australia helping out Pakistan at times like this. We can go back 12 years to 2010 when Pakistan experienced catastrophic floods. The Australian government chipped in $10 million in assistance. Whenever there is a disaster like this, there is, of course, a huge humanitarian impact, but there is also an economic impact. How are we understanding what's happened to Pakistan's economy? Well, Pakistan's foreign minister has said the economic impact is estimated to be the equivalent of 5.8 billion Australian dollars. So according to local media, part of this is due to the destruction of crops in flooded regions. We know of two provinces that have lost their sugarcane and cotton crops, and there's other food crops that have been damaged as well. Now, on top of all of that, there's millions of tonnes of wheat in storage that has been spoiled and can no longer be sold. Add the 710,000 livestock that have been lost, all of that together paints a pretty concerning picture, not only of the nation's economy, but also you have to remember, this is the nation's food stocks as well. It's an absolutely horrific situation that's unfolding in Pakistan, but it certainly isn't an isolated incident. And I think that's important to keep in mind when we talk about natural disasters on this scale We're seeing them occur more frequently and in more severe forms all around the world. I mean, at the same time as we're having this discussion, there are heat waves on other sides of the world. So it's certainly important to hear the Pakistani climate change minister making that very clear inexorable link between climate change and the effects that it's having on the Pakistani people in the form of this horrific flooding. You might have noticed that this episode sounds a little different and that's because after a lot of thought and careful consideration from the TDA office, we've decided to change our theme for the podcast. While the one we had has been very good to us over the last year and captured what The Daily Oz is about, it was light and fun and felt like it was about the good news, which is very important to us. But we find that on days like today, for example, where we're talking about death and loss, we need something that has a bit more sensitivity, that captures the full spectrum of the news. So here it is, our new theme from composer Sam Weiss. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz. 